0: WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
1: Welcome back to the run of his fantasy football mailbag. We are here with the great Chris Raybon to talk about all the incredible fantasy football news that has broken on Wednesday, November 3rd. This is actually the November 4th episode. I'm your host, Mike Randall. Follow me on Twitter, Randall Rand. And we're going to get right to it, folks. But first, here he is. Chris Raybon from the Action Network and Fantasy Labs, one of the best in the business. Fantasies, betting, you name it. He will help you make money. That's what he's about. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Raybon. Chris, I gotta tell you, I've never been more excited to have a guest on with all the news going on
2: today. Oh man, I mean, pretty, pretty uneventful morning, huh, Mike? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm on I'm on the West Coast now, so like I love it because, you know, the days end earlier. But the downside is, like, if I wake up at, like, 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific, all this shit has already happened. Like, (laughs) because I woke up, like, an hour ago. I'm not going to lie. And, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I'm just looking like Aaron Rodgers is out, and i got to update my power rankings. And and, and Odell Beckham's apparently not going to be a Brown anymore. Yesterday I wake up and, you know, tragic news about Henry Ruggs, unfortunately, Um, you know, uh, you know best uh thoughts and and prayers to the the victim's family there but yeah it's just just crazy man
1: yeah uh, henry ruggs is a tragedy like you said thoughts for for the family and everyone affected i i it's just crazy with the news that has gone on i sent you the show sheet and i feel like the derrick henry fallout has gone (laughs) down the sheet now so uh let's just jump into it man just really quick you've been killing it action network you came on last year told us about your story everything that you've you know, where you were and how you got to the point, but just talk about action. You know, I do some writing for them as well. It's an amazing company and you are killing it, sir. So just talk about all the great stuff's going on Action Network.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, the big thing is you can, you can download the uh, award-winning free Action Network app uh, and you can follow me at Chris Raybon, So you can see all my bets, my player prop bets, all that stuff. Um, You can go to actionnetwork.com, see uh, my fantasy projections, uh, rankings, Sean Kerners as well. Uh, listen to the fantasy flex podcast kerner and i do three episodes a week now Uh, and then we got the action network nfl podcast that's the betting pod uh with stucky and i that comes out every thursday and then i do a big uh column that comes out on actionnetwork.com and fantasy labs every saturday where i break down every matchup on the main slate um from a betting and a dfs perspective i got uh, cash game plays tournament plays cash lineups you know bets that i'm making for the game so um that's that's what we're doing here and then uh also excited uh Going to, you know, doing a bunch of NBA stuff as well. So you can follow me on Twitter um, and and check that out.
1: All those podcasts are in my rotation. The Flex podcast with Sean, fantastic. The Betting podcast with Stucky. Folks, the password is lucrative. That's what that podcast is. Tailing Chris, one of the best in the business, of course. Let's get into it. We'll start with Aaron Rodgers. And I guess, Mm -hmm. Chris, I learned something new and I like to be a lifelong learner. I guess someone's saying they're immunized does not mean that they've taken the vaccine because Aaron Rodgers out with COVID, he's moved the line six, maybe seven points now, but he will not be playing and potentially next week because he is not vaccinated. So talk about the fallout here. We got Jordan love and is Blake Bortles coming back chaos <laughs> in green Bay?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, from a, you want to kind of start just looking at it from a, a bird's eye view. I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is worth about a touchdown, to the Green Bay Packers in terms of the spread. Um, So, you know, the the total is now down to 48 in this game from 54 and a half, I believe. And the line went from uh, pretty much a pick to Chiefs by seven and a half. So um, that kind of tells you just how much Aaron Rodgers is worth. Uh, I'm still keeping Devontae Adams as a top five receiver. But uh, besides Aaron Jones, I really don't want anything to do with this Packers offense, uh, you know, maybe A.J. Dillon can, can kind of get into that flex conversation again. Um, but, I mean, you know, Tunyon is already out. I wasn't starting Mercedes Lewis anyway, but, uh, you know, looks like Valdez Scantling could be back. You have Lazard coming off the COVID list. And just keep in mind, if you're planning to start any Packers, uh, this might not be the last one, right? Like, we've seen this kind of, you know, snowball – starting last week when you had Adams and it it seems to be the quarterbacks and receivers, which is the most important part of your team. And and especially when you're talking about forecasting the game, how the game is going to go passing offense is so important. So um, this is, you know, hopefully uh, Adams can make it through and and he's good to go. I know. I I think he's not eligible to practice uh, until tomorrow, until Thursday. So just kind of monitor that news, but uh, it's not looking good. And I mean, man, if the Chiefs struggle here, uh, it's it's really time to worry. I know most people are already worried about the Chiefs, but they're not gonna keep turning it over at a historic rate. But man, they just got a gift here. I mean, after they almost lose this game to the Giants, now they're getting uh Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's even you know Devonte Adams is one thing. He's worth you know about a point and a half you know in my ratings. It's like the highest wide receiver in the league. But Aaron Rodgers is worth a touchdown. I mean, he's one of the probably two most important quarterbacks in the league, along with Mahomes.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And it's interesting how where do you put Aaron, where do you put Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers out now? There's been a lot of talk about how he's done his game splits app. I look at Devontae Adams when Rodgers has played and when he has not played. It's been ninety-eight games when Rodgers has played with Adams, averaging sixteen point five fantasy points per game, seven times without almost the same amount. So yeah. I think Chrissy gets <laughs> volume, but I don't know if if you can rely on him for the same production.
2: Yeah, this was uh, I I wrote about this before the season, how I was fine taking Devontae Adams after, you know, ahead of Ezekiel Elliott and in redraft. And one of the reasons was because I was just so impressed with the fact that Devontae Adams put up the same numbers, uh, you know, more or less with Brett Hundley at quarterback uh as he did with Aaron Rodgers and this was like with, earlier in Devonte's breakout like he wasn't a bona fide year in year out top wide receiver in the week conversation yet like he was just okay he's putting up good numbers he's kind of putting up those Jordy numbers that that Jordy Nelson was putting up so yeah I'm I mean Devonte Adams is gonna get open like he's gonna be if he's on the field he could be he could have be coming off COVID he's gonna be triple covered he could he's gonna be open so it's just a matter of um love getting it to him and uh, I'm sure the Packers will call a run heavier. Game script, but I'm still I'm I don't think I'm dropping Adams below wide receiver five. Like I, you know, like it's 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 just it's still Devontae Adams.
1: Agreed, and folks, I got that info from the Road of His Game Splits app. Please go to Rotoviz. You can sign up for the site. There's just so many great apps there. Uh listeners receive a ten percent discount off a one year rotaviz subscription. Enter that discount code RV radio twenty twenty-one at checkout. Go to com slash podcast for further information. Yeah, I think he'll be okay, Chris. I mean, I think people are gonna drop him too far. Uh, but certainly, you know, with Rogers out, that has moved the line in a huge, huge way. The next one I want to talk about, which I guess is on the back burner now, is Derrick Henry. So we hear that <laughs> Derrick Henry, the the irresistible force, immovable object, everything that he is in his greatness, is now going to be out for the rest of the year because of a surgery he has to have on his foot What is the fallout? There's been a lot of debate. Adrian Peterson signed. Jeremy McNichols is there. How does this affect Tannehill, A.J. Brown? Break it down for us because I think people have really hit the waiver wire and they started making moves, but handicapping this correctly could really help those Derrick Henry owners who right now are struggling with how to replace all of that great production.
2: So, you know, I think a couple of things are going to happen. One, the Titans are no longer going to be pretty much – the run heaviest team in the league. I think they'll still be, you know, they'll still try to run the ball early in the down, but, you know, they have AJ Brown, they have Julio Jones, if he can, you know, stay on the field Uh, and and that's, you know, they're going to have to run their offense through those guys a little bit more. So I I do think their pass rate will go up. As far as the backs themselves, I, I don't think Jeremy, and this might apparently be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think Jeremy McNichol's role will change much at all. Uh, This season, he played 90% of his snaps in the passing game. Uh, Mm -hmm. In his career, he's had three games in which he's gotten over five carries. Uh, His career high is 11 carries. In that game, they went for nine yards. 11 carries for nine yards. Uh, You know, in his highest volume run game. I just don't think they view him as that, you know, early down back a guy who's going to run between the tackles. He's more of the guy you line up in shotgun, you know, in a two minute drill, he can take a handoff out of shotgun. He's actually averaging a, a yard more per carry in his career uh, in the gun than under center. So um, I, I do think that Adrian Peterson has to be the priority ad here. I, I do think they get, they envision eventually getting him up to kind of the role he had the last couple of years where he's getting about 15 carries uh, per game. And I think in the interim, Um, you know, they also signed Deontay Foreman to the practice squad. Foreman has spent some time in this system with this team. So don't be surprised if Foreman, uh, even leads this backfield and carries, uh, this week, if he's called up, um, because they don't know exactly, you know, the reports are, we don't know exactly how ready Peterson is. They're going to kind of decide it in practice to see how much of a workload he can take. But because of Foreman's familiarity, this is how NFL teams tend to think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they split the backfield in that first week or even Foreman leads the backfield and carries. I don't think it will be McNichols regardless. I think it will be one of those two guys, um, unless they sign somebody else. So, but I wouldn't be alarmed if like you spent a, a, a lot on Adrian Peterson of your AB, and then, you know, it's like Foreman leading the backfield. Um, that, that may just happen in week one, but I think over the long term, I think you're going to get Peterson up into that, uh, 15 carry range. He had a 15 or more carry game every month last year. So, um, you know, even at his advanced age, he proved that he can get it done. And I I remember hearing something last year, I think it was that he was kind of broke. So he's going to be hungry. Like, you know, he's not, (laughs) he's not just going to be out here, you know, taking a paycheck. Like he was waiting for the right opportunity like this, where he could get those, you know, 15 carries a game here and and earn some money. So uh, I think that, uh, I think that's how I'm looking at it. I think Peterson, Peterson is I've been spending the most uh, of my budget on. He's the guy that I've been making the priority at. I just don't think McNichols will be consistent week to week. He could get a few more carries, obviously a few more snaps, but I still think he's going to be the passing down back that mixes in sparingly uh, in the run game. And it's like, you know, look at a guy like Naeem Hines, J.D. McKissick. It's like so hard to know when to start those guys, right? And I just, I think McNichols is still going to be that kind of back going forward where Peterson is going to be that unsexy like you know 13 to 15 carries maybe one catch maybe zero catches kind of guy
1: especially when they get near the goal line I think that's automatic you're dealing with a Hall of Fame back and look Chris if Jordan Howard can come back in and get two touchdowns mm-hmm. last week then AP certainly could get a bunch here for the rest of the season Let's look at the Giants. They played the Chiefs really well. I'm based out of New Jersey here. We're very surprised they kept that game close. Kind of thought it was going to be a Chiefs explosion. It did not happen. Giants are piecing it together. They're fighting despite losing Blake Martinez on defense and having a ton of players out. Now we hear Saquon Barkley battling with COVID. Shepard and Galladay, I think should be back. What do you do here, and what are you hearing about the Giants? Because that's an offense that should see some negative game script, can put up some points, Daniel Jones with the rushing, Konami Code, all that stuff. So, what do you think here with the Giants? Because they could be better
2: if they can just get healthy. Well, first of all, Mike, if, if you thought it was going to be a Chief explosion, you should have read uh, Chris Raybon's column at the Action Network where he <laughs> broke have. down the game and said, uh, you know, Giants in the under.
1: But you're nah. right, at the, lucrative. Chris Raybon <laughs> equals
2: lucrative. That should uh, be uh, the name of the
1: podcast. Absolutely.
2: Uh, uh, let me kidding, because I, you know, uh, you have good weeks and you have bad weeks. Uh, the week before, I went. I think it was like 0 and 4 on spreads and totals or something like that so you know you, you're up and down but no um listen the Giants it's been it's been so frustrating um I'm sure you know I'm a Giants fan too uh luckily betting makes me not care about my fanhood a- and yeah, and those winning yes. those two uh championships in the last you know last decade but yep, um with my know, guy it, Coughlin I'm a Coughlin right. guy yeah yep, man. Eli Coughlin yep uh, I've been enjoying that Peyton and Eli by the way yeah um, absolutely yeah. really
1: good yeah definitely
2: yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah I, I digress I listen I think Tony. Uh, is going to be you know the guy that kind of benefits from all this carnage as long as he can and just you know get on the field because I know, it got us, like his hand stepped on in the chiefs game, but i think I think he should be good to go. Uh, it looks like Shepard's gonna be a gouty back, but I think Tony is gonna be going forward the guy that I would buy low on if you know if anyone's kind of worried about him after that down game against the chiefs. Um and just kind of some frustrating injuries in, in general. I think he's gonna explode in the second half. You I know, mean, remember he's still he's a first round pick. He's a guy that they felt comfortable drafting when they had a lot of other holes bigger than wide receiver. Um, even this week, you know, the Raiders are top three in, in zone coverage rate. And Tony leads the team by a mile in yards against zone coverage, and he's missed all these games and didn't have a role to start the year. So you that know, kind of shows. Chris-
1: you- It's really interesting. I find the similarities between him and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, both of them had one year of college production. Yet Mm -hmm. when Edwards Hilaire was drafted, everyone talked about how great it's going to be. He's going to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes hasn't worked out that way. Tony gets drafted. He's ridiculed across the board, yet he's come back. He's made some great moves. He looks elusive and he looks very explosive.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that was, you know, anytime G- David Gettleman is like the guy that co-signs for <laughs> you is, you know, I'm, I'm a Giants fan. I know how it goes. Like People, people, people outside of that bubble may not understand it, but David Gettleman is essentially public enemy. Number one, uh, for Giants fans and, and just everyone out here. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I get it. It's, it's a good point though. It's uh draft capital and pedigree is going to uh, be predictive of production and, uh, Tony has it. And so I think he's going to be the guy. I think this week he has a great matchup. He's very, you know, he's been their guy against zone coverage. Uh, I think Gaudet will help, but um, you know, who knows how healthy he's going to be. Evan Ingram just looks kind of lost out there. I know he got the touchdown last week. Booker I think will continue to be reasonably productive as long as, as long as Saquon's sitting and he might have to sit again. Now, now he's on the COVID list. He has to, he is vaccinated. So he, I think he can t- have two negative tests. Uh, but we'll see what happens with that. So, I mean, it's just a mess. But Tony, the short answer is just buy Kadarius Tony. Like that's that should be the guy that they're focused on getting the ball to any way they can week in uh, and week out. And, and Daniel Jones, I think, is still going to be a, a streamer most weeks just because of you know his running ability. As long as he has like one or two of his receivers, as long as he's not missing all of them, um, I, I think Daniel Jones will be a, a good streamer most weeks.
1: God forbid we leave the news from today, but there's one more piece. As per Jake Trotter, ESPN, Odell Beckham Jr. excused from practice today. Browns are discussing the wide receiver's future with his agent. This has been a mess, Chris. Beckham's father posted a video of Mayfield not throwing his son the ball. You can always tell with the body language. A couple last year, I think it was 2 years ago, bad body language with him Jarvis Landry and Baker. It just seems like Mayfield and Odell have never clicked and the production hasn't been there. Where do you think and is there a landing spot you want to tell us you think he'll go to cuz I mean this could this could be a fantasy football league winner if he goes to the right team
2: i mean he's obviously going to the bucks if he gets released like that (laughs) you could see tom brady now like right like he's like guys guys (laughs) antonio brown worked out right like we could do this (laughs) we could do this ab's a little banged up you know scotty miller just getting designated to return they're on a bye week they can do other due diligence like Eight, Odell has to go to the Bucks. Like I, I would be highly disappointed because you can't go to the Rams because he's never going to play over Van Jefferson for some reason. Like, you know what I mean, like <laughs> the, one, Sh- Sean one. McVay is just like no. Nope. I mean, maybe the Raiders, but you know, when you go to the Raiders, you're on the team for like a day. You burn your foot. You know, you, you they don't throw to wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't do it. Yeah. It's I mean, they've been doing it this year. I mean, Henry yeah. Ruggs, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. you know, yeah. before yeah. The, the, the 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 tragedy was uh, yeah. was pretty productive, but
1: um i'm salty about brian yeah. edwards chris in case you couldn't tell that's the he's,
2: he's i mean he's just not that good like i don't know he he, like he can he can if he's in single coverage it's like you know if he's in single coverage you can you can make a play here and there but car you know car has alluded to it like if you get open in practice i'll throw you the ball more um but like how much is Edwards really getting open in practice, like probably not that much. Uh, but yeah, Beckham, I mean, listen, he hasn't been a member of the Browns for like over a year now. Like he, he's been on the field and nothing's really been happening. He's been one of those guys, like he's just there. Uh, he's not terrible, He's but he's nothing close to what he used to be with the Giants um, before the injuries. And he probably, he's a very strong personality. And I hate to say it because I hate the cliche of the diva and the yeah, locker room cancer, it's but I, hate it. I think it's true. I just think his personality makes Baker Mayfield uncomfortable and they can't afford that because Baker Mayfield is already not a very comfortable dude. Like you could tell, like he's the poster child for a, a guy, you know, I know you've heard Stucky and I talk about it on a, on a betting podcast. Like yep. anytime you get a team that can get pressure, <laughs> just bet against yes, the Browns absolutely. and Baker Mayfield. Right. Cause yep. mm-hmm. he crumbles under pressure. Um, And, and I-, I, I just think that, you know, when he's thinking about Beckham and that alpha, you know, personality and having to get him the ball, especially when you also have Landry there, because Landry is kind of like a, a toned down version of Beckham. They're very good friends. And, uh, you know, at this point, Landry's the better receiver. So um, I, I just think it's it's tough for him. Like we saw that last year where uh, with, with Beckham out, Mayfield started to, you know, feel a lot more comfortable. Granted, they had some games that were very winnable. And uh, maybe they'll, you know, that will kind of continue here. But um, I, listen, he wasn't a factor before this Um, in fantasy like I I don't think you were starting him for much of this year if at all maybe that first week or two you you, you try to throw him in some lineups but I I I had him at wide receiver 50 before this news so like this and and this is against like a Bengals team that just gave up 405 passing yards to Mike White and he was still my wide receiver 50 so uh yeah he's it's it's just unfortunate he's a wasted probably a wasted draft pick you know regardless of where he goes
1: Information earlier this week, uh, news with Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. Of course, we 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 hope he gets better. Mental health is something that, Chris, I feel is finally starting to get a little bit of national attention, not near as much as it should. Uh, but we certainly want to see him back and in, in, in the right frame of mind His superior talent. But Atlanta without Ridley, I think this calls into question a couple issues. Number one, Corderell Patterson, who's enjoyed the 30-year-old breakout. Kyle Pitts, who was really starting to trend upward now, did not have a good game last week. Is he going to draw more attention? Matt Ryan, the offense, now they got to play the Saints, who probably will be starting Taysom Hill. So what do you do here with the Falcons now that Ridley's going to be out rest of the year?
2: I, I mean, you start Kyle Pitts and, and Cordell Patterson. I've been we you know, we we've been banging the drum on Patterson for a while. Um, I, I think he's their best uh, skill player at Absolutely. this point. Yeah. So, listen, he's going to be the guy. I think he's going to play. He's going to get more work usage and snaps in the passing game, and he's still going to be you know a running back half the time. So. Um, he's a guy you got to lock in. I would buy him, you know, anywhere you can if you can somehow, you know, if, you're, if you don't have your your trade deadline in line with the the regular NFL or something like that. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I think it's going to be Patterson and Pitts. And yeah, Pitts will be up and down. I mean, this is kind of what you get with tight ends. Like, it, even though he's a wide receiver, um, you know, you these guys are just a little more volatile. You know, there's and most most pass catchers are. I mean, it's hard to find a Devonte Adams. Calvin Ridley was actually very consistent in terms of his target share so uh there's a lot to go around but it's scary it's scary because the falcons offense just looks so lost uh in that game without ridley and now granted the panthers have like four very good cornerbacks at this point but i mean what did matt ryan throw for like 90 yards (laughs) it was it was not good Uh, i kind of like him this week against the saints like what's can't like how are the Saints getting six points with like they we don't even know who their starting quarterback is and they're they're six point favorites so maybe the falcons survive this week uh but it uh it you know that's all you can really do i don't think russell russell gage was really disappointing uh his his usage didn't go up with Ridley out he still ran around only about 74 percent of matt ryan's dropbacks so um, you know for the season he's around 67 percent so even with this news like I still have gauge like well outside the top 50 like I don't think we can have the confidence to start him given how we've seen the, the Falcons kind of run their offense it's been Pitts and, and Patterson
1: yeah I hit that under right away I think it opened Atlanta New Orleans mm-hmm. at 45 it's yeah. down to 41 and a half maybe yeah I think that's going to be a struggle I liked Matt Ryan last week of course that was before the Ridley News came out and broke on Sunday uh, but I, I feel like he's starting to get into a groove in that offense. Mark Sanchez talked on ESPN about how him and Pitts are together constantly in practice. He went by in the red zone. So I agree with you. I think Ryan is sneaky. He's going to have to find someone else, but he hasn't had Ridley here for a little bit of time and he's been able to deal with it. So I'm going to step away from that. And I just use that as an anomaly. And I think Atlanta could be a a sleeper.
2: I actually disagree. I I, I think Atlanta's in trouble. I just think they'd be okay this week. I think they're in trouble. Like, like, like remember their, their schedule. They, they played, what was it? The giants the uh jets the what was it the jet no who do they play in uh they play the giants miami miami that's it miami think, yeah, yeah, yeah so they play and washington washington and yeah. who, who, so they played these four like below average defenses i think three in a row were outside the top 25 um and then so like it's like i don't think that's gonna be the norm i i am worried about the falcons i just think like this week is just more from a betting perspective than anything like i just think six points is too much for the saints without a starting quarterback but i'm worried long term about the falcons outside of pitts and patterson like i just think that like they haven't proven that they can be an effective offense against good teams yet. yeah so like, that- it, yeah yeah
1: And Atlanta, New Orleans, a huge rivalry. Those that don't know, there is bad blood there. And look, the schedule coming up, you nailed it. At Cowboys, Patriots, at Jaguars, okay. But then Bucks, Mm -hmm. Panthers, at Niners, that is a rough run. Oh, by the way, at Bills and Saints to end the year. So, yeah, that's that's a
2: little bit. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's – yeah, you're not going to sell the skill guys like Patterson and Pitts because they're going to get usage and they're going to be fine. But, yeah, Ryan, I don't know how many more times he's going to be in that streamer discussion aside from that um aside from the Jaguars game obviously
1: (laughs) you wake up in the morning Chris you're going to juice cranberry orange grapefruit or pineapple
2: so orange is usually the one I would go to um Mm. I like the fresh squeeze orange juice but I don't make it so it's really it'll run you like It's like $7, $8 if you try to. It's crazy. Totally, it's crazy. But uh, but honestly, what I usually drink in the morning is uh, homemade iced tea. That's usually my go-to drink. Um, Put a little bit of uh, a lemon in there and uh, it's pretty good.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
1: So these large spreads make me nervous. We got the Colts at home who should have beaten the Titans. How did Carson Wentz not see Jonathan Taylor wide open in the middle of the field? Oh, my goodness. So Ben Baldwin put out the video with the circles. I mean, there's no one near him, but they're home now on Thursday against the Jets. The Jets very live came beat the Bengals at home Mike White looks like the second coming of of Joe Montana where do you go here that's a lot of points on a Thursday night game which I've seen Chris over the years as the year goes on these games become more and more sloppy the overs I don't have the stats seem to be live earlier in the year but it tends to be an under as the year goes on they got to cover 10 points at home you think they're going to do it
2: (sighs) ah I, I don't think you can bet on the coast to cover 10 points here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Carson Wentz has like, what, four interceptions on a year, and two of them have been at, at, on his own goal line or oh. something like that, and another God. one in overtime. So it's like, yeah, his interceptions are down, but he's still losing games mm-hmm. with these interceptions. If I'm playing this game, and I may actually jump on this here, um, is is I'd probably go first half under. Yep. Uh, you look at the these two teams, and the uh, Jets are twenty six in first half pace the Colts are 23rd the Colts are 31st in situation neutral pace and the Jets are 26 so it could be even a full game under situation but I just think you know uh Colts put up what over 30 points the the Jets put up over 30 points last week I think you I think you just get this like ugly first half where they just completely regress um and and play at a slow pace and maybe there's a you know a a score or two but uh nothing nothing to get over the total and another reason why you always got to be careful with the with the Colts is Thursday night favorites actually tend to do very well because it's just hard to go you know play a team that's superior to you on a short week so that's why thursday night favorites tend to cash about 60 percent of the time uh, historically over the last you know couple of decades but this is a game with a, a total that's pretty it's a little bit below league average and maybe should be even lower um i just mentioned the pace so it's really difficult to cover like a 10 you know double digit spread even a touchdown spread um in, in these kind of games every point is just worth more the lower the total is so i don't think you can bet on the colts here um, it, for me, it's it's probably just looking at an under in some way, shape, or form.
1: QB questions here from some of the listeners. First one is, what do we do with Jalen Hurts? I have never seen, and I was not a Hurts guy, but he has been producing. Sure, it's 70% of his points in the fourth quarter, but listen, he is getting there. I have never seen a quarterback be this successful, yet it would not surprise me at all, Chris, if he gets benched in the middle of the next game. What do fantasy owners do with Jalen Hurts here, rest of season
2: and in the future? start him. Right. The same thing. The Eagles need to do keep starting them. Like, I mean, listen, this guy's this guy. I've heard more talk about this guy. He's a top six fantasy quarterback, and every week, yeah, every <laughs> week, except last week, of course, when yeah, the, when yeah. they put up the most points. But that's touchdown variance. It'll happen. It was bound to happen after he was kind of bailing himself out with all those rushing touchdowns. You know, multiple rushing touchdown type games. But listen, I, I don't think the Eagles have any incentive to to bench him. A lot of people are worried about Gardner Minshew, but if you look at it this way. If they really wanted to evaluate Gardner Minshew, um, you know, a guy they acquired, then they wouldn't have kept him inactive while Joe Flacco was on True. the roster. That's a good. So point. you know what I mean? Like they had this was they just happened to find a taker for Joe Flacco who wanted to go back and, and get a chance to play for a team that he was familiar with. So they said, okay, this this can work. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll trade you, but. Like if they really wanted to evaluate Mitchell, he wouldn't have just been a, a scratch on game day. Joe Flacco could have easily been a scratch on game day, and you know held the clipboard and still you know you know or did whatever he did or, or whatever. So for for Jalen Hurts, right? So you know be a mentor or whatever. So I, I don't think that they're really gonna do that. I think Hurts, listen, he's shown enough potential. He's shown he's got the the physical tools. He just needs to get better at reading the field he needs to you know get a better feel for the pocket you're only going to get those things by playing so unless we get to like week 18 and it's a matter of draft position and then then you might have to watch out for benching like we saw last year where they took him out Uh, I know he was struggling in that game but let's be real they took him out for Sudfeld so they could ensure that they you know got that draft pick so That's all I think. I think you keep starting. I'm like, this is, it's almost like a non-issue. It's like, this guy's a top six quarterback. There's not like, there's half of your league or more Wishes they had Jalen Hurts, so you just got to start him until you know you something happens. Otherwise, I don't think you can go out here and predict the benching. Like this is not like Sam Darnold, where it's like okay, he's gonna he's gonna have like a hundred yards in the third quarter and and, and do like ridiculous we you know frustrating things for Overthrows. the COVID oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, like if like if Hurts is struggling, he can kind of feel that and just make some plays with his legs. That's the thing with with these quarterbacks. Like even you know you even see Tyrod Taylor when when he's playing, like he's kind of in that same vein where he, you know, he misses some reads in the field. And but he like we saw it even with the Texas in his brief stint. Like when he's on the field, he can still make things happen. Um he's rarely gonna play so bad that he gets himself benched. Um so, you know, I, I just until we see it, I, I think you keep rolling with with Jalen Hurts. The other one I get a
1: lot of questions about is Tua Tagovailoa, who had dodged the trade rumors like Keanu Reeves with those bullets (laughs) in the Matrix. Uh, Deshaun Watson seemed like a certainty. Not anymore. Tua is there. He actually has played better than people give him credit for. The guy was injured. He came in last year. He wasn't ready with the benching of Fitzpatrick. This year he gets hurt in game two. He actually had the overall QB1 performance a couple weeks ago. What do we do here with Tua in Miami?
2: He started him in a matchup like this uh, against Houston, the team that they were threatening to trade him for. He's probably going to be extremely motivated uh, in this game. And he's another, he's a guy that's proven he can put up big numbers against bad defenses. He did it against the Falcons uh, and he did it against uh, what was it? The Jaguars. Yeah. The Jaguars and the Falcons. So the this Houston team is very similar in terms of defense. They're easy to prepare for that. You know what they're going to do? They're going to play that Tampa two scheme under Lovey Smith. Great beard for Lovey, by the way. I mean, I don't know if you've seen his beard, but it's got a little salt and pepper. Just it's 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 godly. Like I remember, I saw it (laughs) at Illinois. I'm like, wow, that's legit.
1: You know, like seriously, yeah.
2: So he's yeah, he's he's got a great beard, but not a great defense. Uh, So this is a good week for two. I think, yeah, he's in my top ten at quarterback this week. So this is not the week to doubt him, and he's gonna again, he's gonna be motivated. Like this is this is the team they were talking about trading him to. So he's gonna want to show everyone that. That he's the better quarterback than whoever I'm, you know, whether it's Tyrod or Mills, like he's going to want to show everyone in Miami, like, Hey, like, Hey, I, I could also do this. And and, and, and you don't need to, to go out and get Watson. So this week, fine. But I still think that there's the concerns for two are the same. I mean, we haven't really seen him do it against good teams. And I mean, that performance against Buffalo last year, when they had a chance to, to get a playoff uh, birth was just uh, abysmal. And that's what keeps happening against the better teams uh he doesn't play well so until that until that changes I think we we kind of know who he is but you can start him against bad bad defenses as you can most quarterbacks in this week because everyone after these top like six or seven a week guys uh you know you can anyone it's just all about the streamers and and this is that's another reason why you don't you don't but uh you know worry about Jalen Hurts because he's in that top tier
1: People love rankings. This has been a hot question. I'm going to assume you tell me the top dynasty wide receiver right now is Jamar Chase. My question is really this: Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Devontae, where are you going for the dynasty wide receiver two?
2: Ooh, uh, dynasty wide receiver two. It would have been
1: Jefferson, but coming in coming to this year, but that's maybe changed a little.
2: No, I'm still going Jefferson. I'm okay. still going Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, this is one. It's like what one bad game, one. You know, maybe maybe two. I mean, I think he he briefly left the game with an injury. Um, this cow and this Cowboys defense, like, is we're still at this part of the year, I think, where people haven't fully adjusted their perceptions of the defenses. Dan yet. Quinn's
1: done a good job, right? He's, He's done, done an excellent game.
2: job. Mm-hmm. They're playing completely different. Like, it's not even the old Dan Quinn defense where it was just like line up and play cover three. This is like they're multiple um they're playing man coverage they're playing zone they're switching their fronts like this is a totally different defense so I'm not worried about him after after a bad game I mean you know he's 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 as we saw last year anyone who gets 1400 yards uh as Chase will probably do this year like he's got to be in that conversation like Chase could come into next year and have you know maybe a couple of down games and then everyone's like oh is Jamar Chase okay like I think he'll be fine um because I don't think this is like a a juju situation because with juju i mean he was playing next to antonio brown and it was kind of like you you could see the drop off went once antonio brown was out of the lineup whereas you know jefferson you know adam thielen wasn't like he was scoring touchdowns but he it wasn't like he was racking up massive yardage totals last year when jefferson put up his numbers um jefferson kind of usurped him uh whereas in pittsburgh it was like juju and ab and then when ab left it was tougher for juju so um yeah i think jefferson will be fine I mean, I don't, I don't mind Devontae either. I don't think – I mean, the only thing is you just worry about, you know, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers long term. Um, but, uh, you know, Devontae is so, so good, and he's still he's still not, not that old. So, um, yeah, but I, I think I would – yeah, I would go uh, – I would still go Jefferson.
1: It's the consistency on the deep ball with Jefferson. Last year, fourth among all wide receivers, 950 completed air yards. This year, up to this point, 23rd with 360. He just needs a couple completions deep, and he'll get back to normal. That's what they're missing is those big plays. Still super talented guy, and is going to be locked on your dynasty team for many, many years. Chris, you got a
2: favorite video game growing up. Growing up, favorite? I played a lot of video games. Uh, My favorite video game, like looking back – on everything to play is was uh was mario 64 um Ooh. that just like getting all the 120 stars was just my favorite but <laughs> like actually like as growing up i would play every every football video game like i'm talking about quarterback club madden uh nfl 2k um whatever what was it like nfl blitz like whatever any sports game really too like all the nba games i love getting like all the different versions now there's like like the official licenses so you only get like one sports game uh, for each league. but like back then you had like five or six sports games for each like for nba for nfl so i love those and they like oh, the wrestling games like um no mercy on on 64. Yes. Oh, good one. Oh yeah. man. I we used to spend hours like creating our wrestlers and yes. and, and, and editing like the intros and, and stuff, playing oh, the table yeah, ladder yeah. chair matches. So and then Goldeneye. Goldeneye um was, was big, 007. And then Halo in, in college was really big for me. Um Halo is another one. I really I miss Halo. Like I wish I had time to play like Halo. Um I don't even own it. Like I I, I actually have a PlayStation and Xbox now, but Um. Yeah, it's a lot of games. It's hard to choose one, but I'd say Mario just because, like, I I still I would probably play that through again right now if I could, and I guess I can. I gotta find an emulator or something. But um, that was just so much fun for me.
1: Nothing was better than beating up my buddies on on any of the Street Fighter games and getting those impossible (laughs) finishing moves, like doll seems disappearing move down and beating them. God, those are the memories I have. Absolutely. Listen. You're not working in anything sports related. Let's say it's a it's a second life here.
2: What job are you gonna have? Whoo! I would say, let's think about this. Nothing sports related. Yep. Oh, I would probably be a. a I would probably be like a rapper or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like I used to, we used to spit back in the day. Um, yeah. You know, made made it made like twenty, thirty tracks. So that is it's always fun. But it's it's like you obsess like when you start writing songs like you obsess over it kind of the same way like you obsess over like your spreadsheets and your projections and all rankings when you're doing this so it's like you can't do anything else in my opinion if you're doing that i don't know how these people like act and 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 you know are are artists and things like that but yeah i think that's what i would do just because you know you still get uh you still get to be a celebrity you get to be a celebrity and you get to kind of travel and do things like that so yeah
1: you got to combine that in Action Network. Talk to Patrick Keene there, see if he can get yourself wrap it about the bets. That'd be great.
2: Yeah, yeah. So for yeah, for those that don't know, Patrick Keene, he's our uh, he's our CEO. The first time I think we had a a, a meeting, like a one on one, he came to it in, in a Wu Tang Clan uh, t shirt. So <laughs> <laughs> it tells you all you need to know. about him.
1: Oh yeah, perfect. Great guy. Absolutely. <laughs> A DFS plays. Have you looked at him here? Give me, yeah. if you have, let's look at one spot. One guys, you sort of highlighted each of the four spots. Start with quarterback here for week nine.
2: Uh, for quarterback, I'm still going Jalen Hurts. I, you know, he had the bad game. His price came down. Uh, I'm going to continue to play him. You know, I don't think you overreact to the uh, touchdown variance uh, at all. He's going against this charger. You know, he's going against the Chargers in a game that uh, the total is 50 and a half. So I think, I think the Chargers are going to have a good game, or I think the Eagles are going to have to to continue passing the ball. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, last week against the Lions, where it was a, a, a pretty big struggle. So um, like him at quarterback...
1: Yeah, Jalen Hurts projecting well on Fantasy Labs for sure. High projection, ceiling, and floor. Uh, that Konami code, that rushing ability, even last week where he did not score, that 70-plus yards rushing really saves his floor. He gets a couple of those touchdowns. He's going to have the overall QB one week. Let's take a look at running back here. Who you have your eye on?
2: Well, I mean, now with this news, I think Aaron Jones um, becomes a, a guy that you're looking at just because Anytime, you know, the Packers are, whether it's Devontae, now, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, I think you're going to kind of run the offense through Aaron Jones in not just the running game, but also the short passing game. So um, Aaron Jones is a guy kind of at that high end, you know, he's 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 not quite uh, in that top, uh, you know, that top tier most weeks, but this week, you know, he's priced fifth highest. Uh, I think he's worth kind of throwing in there. Remember, we have no Derrick Henry now Uh, on the slate. Anyway, he wouldn't have been on the slate anyway. Uh, Alvin Kamara, there's always those questions about how he's going to deal with the quarterback change. Mark Ingram
1: there now. Yeah, Yeah, Mark Mark Ingram Ingram
2: there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's I I like Aaron Jones a lot. And a a guy I'll give you on the low end, uh, Zach Moss, you know, Buffalo, uh, two touchdown favorites against Jacksonville. Uh, So we could see a lot of Zach Moss clock uh, clock killing for the uh, for the Bills
1: going to lead the witness here. I love T Higgins this week in DFS at wide receiver. Maybe I'm wrong. If if I am, tell me who the guy is.
2: I I no, I think T Higgins is uh, you know, he's a great play. He's what is he? 5300 mm-hmm. on on DraftKings. So that's obviously yep. um a, a, a great play. I think I think Hunter Renfro now with with Rugs out Ooh, and good Ballers a little banged good up. Yes. 4800. Um he's a guy that he's been very consistent, you know, seven receptions uh, three, six, six, five, five, six. You know those are his reception totals for the year. Only one below five all year. So especially on DraftKings, you're getting that. You're probably getting that double digit floor just off his receptions and whatever yardage he gets gets off that. So I like him. And I will also say this: I I have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be a big Mike Williams bounce back uh, he yeah, he's been, been
1: quiet yep he has yep. been
2: excellent uh against zone coverage this year and philadelphia is, is top three in zone they pretty much line up and play that's that quarters coverage that's you know that old rams defense they're just going to kind of play zone uh you know split safety uh and, and and you know even though they have uh darius slay he's not necessarily because it's a lot of zone he's not necessarily shadowing um i know he kind of eliminated Khalif raymond from the equation last week but mike williams is not khalif raymond so uh, i mike williams has i mean he has like 38 targets and like you know over 300 yards against zone and like 15 targets and eight catches and like under 100 yards against man so it's been like a night and day difference And philly you can pretty much book it that they're going to play almost all zone. so yeah sneak in suspicion Uh, i i don't mind paying up to be contrarian with mike this week
1: and, Bell, you got checked against the Patriots, but, of course, the comeback is coming very sor- shortly. And tight end here. I got my eye on Tyler Conklin against Baltimore. What do you think?
2: Ooh, Conklin uh, – I I I probably – he scares me a little. I know Baltimore has been bad against tight ends, but if you look at the tight ends they've been bad against, this was like – what was it? Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson, and uh, it was a third one. Who, who else did they get? they get? They got smashed by, like, a bunch of tight ends to open the year. Um, and then they kind of turned it around. Waller, they, had, they gave up 10, yeah, 10, 10 catches for 105 and a touch yeah, was, to Waller. It's Waller's last good game. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And then yeah, and then 7-109 oh, and one to Kelsey. And then and then they and then Hawkinson, they they kind of turn it around. Um, but then Noah Fant goes six for 46-1. And, and then Usoma goes off against them. I Conklin, so the thing about Baltimore is they play a ton of man coverage. Now People might not know this, but Usoma's actually, and and I wrote him up, believe it or not, in in my column for week seven. I said, but the Bengals go to Usoma in man-to-man coverage. That's rare. Only, like, Waller and Kelsey are those tight ends that you, uh, Gasicki, Pitts, guys you go to in man coverage a lot. So, uh, you know, Conklin hasn't really been their guy in man coverage, so it scares me. Like, he could get a touchdown, but I don't know if it's going to be a huge um, volume game. The guy I really like uh, this week is Mike Gasicki um well two there's really two Gasicki and and Goddard um I think those guys yeah Gasicki's at 4,900 going against Houston we know they're going to play a ton of zone that that, that cover two um they they're you know bottom of the league against uh, in DVOA against tight ends they're 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 near the bottom against uh in terms of schedule adjusted receiving yards allowed to tight ends according to football outsiders so love Gasicki he ran a route on 98 percent of the dropbacks last week that is like absurd for a tight end and then Goddard, he's he ran around on eighty eight percent of the dropbacks two weeks ago, eighty four percent last week, uh, and then he's going against this Charger defense that has struggled against tight ends, and uh, I think that's a little more indicative of you know how they really play, at, you know, versus like just the the, the schedule. So um, it's, it's due to more scheme. So those are the two guys that I'm going to be having a, a lot of.
1: If you are on Fear Factor, I'm trying to get Fantasy Football Fear Factor or Survivor <laughs> cuz my family loves reality shows. You're on Fear Factor, uh-huh. what's the one thing that makes Chris Raveon say, "You know what? I'm out of here."
2: Oof. Um, let's see. I would say I got snakes, I got heights, I
1: got I've gotten so many different things.
2: Oh, you know what I hate? You ever seen those dragonflies? Really? Like those, those like big, it's like, I don't like big flying objects. Yeah, you know, like Nelson a- Sousa said mosquitoes. He goes, I'm out of there. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> hey, I mean, in this day and age, you never know what you're going to catch. Yeah. So, yep. I, I totally get that. But for me, it's more about just like, I hate those like flying roaches, the flying dragonflies. Like, it's more about things that like kind of make my skin crawl, like, than- you know anything else because I've seen you know I've been around like stray dogs and I've been in the the wild like I've seen a lot of things not much scares me but just like ugh, those those things that make your skin crawl it's like yeah miss me with all that
1: all right last question man amazing job as always then we'll get you out of here give me the bold prediction I want the league winner the fantasy football surprise the CJ Anderson the Dion Lewis what do you got for me here give me the Chris Rabon bold prediction Ooh, for for the
2: second half of the season, huh? Yep. Um
1: <laughs> Or playoff, the playoff run. Somebody you like who you think could really pop here down the stretch.
2: Oof, I am going to go with. I mean, I, is it a, is it a hot take to say Kadarius Tony? Because I think he's going to no, be. No, it's okay. okay. I mean, I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been if, if he had had another good game, but since he didn't, uh, I'll say Kadarius Tony. I think you you buy him um, in, in general, like buy these rookies, especially when they're coming off buys. I mean, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman, um, you know all these Pat Fryer moves. So like just yes, buy yeah. all the uh, Javen Waddle. Obviously, he's already kind of doing his thing, but um, keep doing. You know, keep keep buying these guys coming off the 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 buys because. Uh, You know, maybe even maybe we see some Nico Collins here, but no, Kadarius Tony for me. I think he's going to be. Remember, the league plays a ton of zone coverage. He's been great against zone. He's a guy that can run the ball. He can even. They have some Wildcat for him, so he might start being a Wildcat quarterback too. They have some Wildcat plays for him. uh, I've heard. So um, yeah, Kadarius Tony. I think he's going to smash down the stretch. Just let's let's cross our fingers and hope he stays healthy.
1: No problem with that at all. We, so we've seen wide receivers throw some really good balls like in Dallas. You never, you never oh, yeah. know when a wide receiver is going to throw something good. No problem. Folks, Chris Raybon, one of the elite, one of the best. Action Network, Fantasy Labs, super accurate in all the competitions. 11th last year. I mean, just the man. Follow his bets at Action Network. He's got he's got the Fantasy Football Podcast with Sean Kerner. He's got the betting podcast over with Stuckey. Just did an amazing, amazing job on Twitter at Chris Raybon, If you're not following him, you are doing it wrong. Chris, thank you so much for joining us, man. We love having you.
2: Always a pleasure, Mike.
1: Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes under the fantasy football mailbag, a Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotavisradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio and at Randall rant Make sure you tell a friend and don't forget to sign up for a 10% discount on our podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. It's a no brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in.